1: This is The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. We can the world. We can the world. Now, here's Sue Freeze.
2: Thank you so much for joining The Sue Freeze Show today. You know, with everything that's been happening, it's just, I don't know about you, but I'm just feeling very vulnerable. I feel so sad. For those that have lost loved ones and lost their homes right before Thanksgiving, and trying to, you know, figure out where someone's going to go to even have a nice, thankful dinner. Um, I hear people saying that they're at the store and they're looking at decorations and going, Wow, here I am looking at decorations to decorate my house, and yet there are people that don't even have homes. So what I'm going to say to that is, number one is, what can we do, those that aren't in that situation, what can we do this Thanksgiving and Christmas that can reach out and touch someone? And my thought is, is open up your home. Open up your home and ask people in to have a meal together with you and to share love and togetherness and safe harbor, you know, just a place to go. And be with other people. And, you know, maybe just kind of uh, make, make the ride or the journey just a little easier. In business, you know, we, uh, there are vulnerable stages in business, you know, when cash flow isn't where it needs to be. Or you don't have the proper number of employees to get the work done and customers that are less than satisfied when in a time when you've been able to service and accommodate to a time when decisions that are being made by other people are affecting you, whether it's at work or at home, politicians, wherever it may be. There are things coming our way that I don't know about you, but I've never experienced before, things that are just... Different, and I am feeling an extreme amount of vulnerability. I feel sad, I feel empty in some ways, and I know that a lot of people that are listening right now are feeling similar uh, feelings. And I am usually, and I get criticized sometimes even, for being very optimistic and very driven. And uh, I had one, one person who connected with me, and it took three emails to get her message across to me, and we're going to have coffee soon. She's been listening to my show for six years, and she says, you know, Sue, not everybody is as, you know, driven as you are, and you need to be sensitive to that. Well, today I'm very sensitive to that. And right now in this vulnerability I'm just wondering where God's taking me and taking you and taking us, where this is going. And, you know, when, when times get tough, you hear people say the tough get going. But maybe, just maybe, it's a time to not do anything, to just sit and be still. So I asked my assistant, I said, is vulnerability in the Bible is 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 that word in there? Because, you know, just going over scriptures in my head, that word, I, I think strength. I, I don't think vulnerability. I think humble. So I asked her to uh, look it up and see what the Bible says, and she came up with um, an article or a blog from Alana uh, Francis. I'll start with that. And it's vulnerability is strength. I guess so. I guess it can be. Because sometimes we can be bold on overflow when maybe we need to just step back a little bit. So why being believers is more about being vulnerable than it is about being strong. There are many people who find the prospect of being vulnerable uncomfortable. Being exposed to criticism and embarrassment or even danger and hurt isn't something many of us would want. But in order to live out our faith, vulnerability is to some extent a given. When we love as Christ calls us to, we open ourselves up to having that love rejected by others, especially our enemies. And when we forgive time and time again, we also expose ourselves to having people take us for granted. Emotional availability, honesty, and compassion factor into any worthwhile relationship. While our vulnerability shouldn't be taken advantage of, when we open our hearts to others and are completely honest with them, we can experience the fullness of a loving relationship. I know what you're thinking. Maybe I know what you're thinking. I know what I'm thinking just by reading that and feeling it and letting it penetrate. And it is a scary place sometimes to really let our true vulnerability show. In a similar way, our understanding that we need to be entirely honest with God is a crucial part of getting close to him. It can be scary admitting to things which would usually leave us open to rejection. But with God, that's not something we have to worry about when we offer our hearts to him. He offers us a refuge from feeling that we have to put up barriers and be on guard. And he welcomes us with open arms. Do you see it? Do you see his open arms right now? Here are six Bible verses on our vulnerability as believers. Being forgiven and loving can leave us exposed to hurt, but there are two things we must continually do. Are you ready? Matthew 18:21:22. Then Peter came up and said to him, "Lord, how often will my brother sin against me, and I forgive him?" as many as seven times?" Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. Think about that. Just think about that. Luke six twenty-seven twenty-nine. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And for one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. 2 Corinthians 6.11.12 We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians, and opened wide our hearts to you. We are not withholding our affection from you, but you are withholding yours from us. Ask yourself, are you withholding do you have that protective layer so high so tall and so strong that people can't get through there are times we may feel extremely weak but we can be assured that god's strength is always on hand and it surpasses our own second corinthians 13:4 for to be sure he was crucified in weakness yet he lives by god's power likewise we are weak in him, yet by God's power, we will live with him in our dealing with you. Do you sense that? Do you feel that? Do you accept that and receive that? Second Corinthians 4, 7, 12. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake. So that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. Some relationships make us feel as though we have to put up a guard, but we need never hide anything from God. Genesis 3, 9, 10. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Are you naked? Are you vulnerable? Are you hiding yourself? How to be vulnerable and strong by Scott Thompson. Vulnerability and strength may seem like opposite qualities, but that depends on what type of vulnerability you're talking about and what type of strength you're talking about. The type of strength that comes from shutting other people out is a brittle strength, and it leaves you without the emotional connections that support true resiliency. If you're tuning in right now, I thank you so much for doing so. This is The Sue Free Show. Thank you for joining in today, and it is no coincidence that you're here. It's really no coincidence. I would like for you to connect with me. And how you do that is you go to Sue Fries, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there, give me your name, give me the pertinent information that it's asking for, and then connect with me and tell me what's going on. What's going on in your heart? Do you need prayer? Do you need resources? Whatever you need, I don't know if I have what you need, but I do know people that if I don't, I know where to go. It's nice to to be connected in that way and have lots of different resources available to, to you and to me. And I just thank the Lord Jesus for filling in the gap and being my everything. I thank the Lord for his strength when I feel like I have none. And there are times, you know, when it's okay to feel that way. It's really okay. And, you know, my, my trust is in him, and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, even when we feel like we can't. It's pretty amazing. And during it, you know, you're going, "Wow, well, I don't know. I don't know how to get through this. I don't know what to do. And then you put your faith in God, and you say, God, guide me. Jesus, take the wheel. And then you get to the other side of this journey at least this episode of the journey. And you're wow, that turned out a lot better than I could have done on my own. Even in this time of loss, we grieve the loss. I have an employee working for me who in three weeks lost a nephew that was like a son in a car accident on an on-ramp. And then the next, I think it was two weekends later, he lost his grandfather-in-law on a Friday night and lost his father in law on Saturday night both by heart attacks. Now I don't know anyone that has lost that much close to them in that length of time. One of those is enough to send you over. But three, he's having a really hard time. And to see him he is shaking and he just tears flowing. And it's just so difficult. What do you say? What can you do? What we're doing is he he started a GoFundMe page because they have to come up with the burial finances. So they did a car wash last weekend and they gained some money. They don't even know how much it's going to cost. And when you're going through emotional things like this, it's difficult to even think straight. So... They started a GoFundMe page, and Ecola's is going to match whatever uh, the employees contribute. Um, you know, that's a tough call, but at E.C.O.L.A., we're a family. We're a team. We're a family, and when one of us is hurting, we're all hurting. And so we have to pull together and, and see us through it. And so that's that's happening right now, and in our industry— Um, I've been involved, and it's a really wonderful uh, program they have. It's called PCOC Cares, and it's Pest Control Operators of California. And I've been heavily involved in it, silent auctions and things like that, to create money. And it's there for the specific purpose of helping people in our industry that are in need of finances, in need of support during tough times. And what a wonderful organization to be able to offer that. So I've put a letter in for our industry to get money from them also I've never reached out and I figure this is an opportunity that um, would be really helpful so if you'd like to know more just go to sue and and tell me that you would like to know more and and I'll uh, get you that information to if you uh, you know feel some type of pull on your heart right now to help uh, with this employee it's been with me a long time and it just you know it hurts when you care about people and you see them hurting. It's just hard. Anyway, people who are afraid to be emotionally vulnerable usually think of it as a type of weakness, like leaving the drawbridge down on your castle so the enemy can come in and pillage it. However, the strongest castle ever built would still fall if it had no allies. So keeping the drawbridge up all the time is not a winning strategy. People need other people, and there's nothing wrong with that. If weakness is anything that makes you more likely to be hurt, then refusing to ever be vulnerable is a type of weakness. You can be vulnerable and strong at the same time because those words are not opposites. Vulnerability can make you stronger. You don't want to be so open and trusting that you expose your inner self to everyone, but you don't want to be so closed off and defensive that no one can ever get close to you either. Letting yourself be vulnerable requires trust. And trusting the right person makes you stronger because you can turn to that person for support when you need it. Take a minute right now. Do you have even one person that you completely trust? Besides our Heavenly Father, because definitely we can trust Him. But do you have someone in your life that you could tell and not feel that person would judge you or stop loving you, do you? If not, ask the Lord to bring that person into your life. And then ask yourself this question. Are you that person for somebody? Are you that person that somebody could trust with anything and everything? Because it's a two-way street isn't it? (laughs) This doesn't mean you should have no boundaries with other people, but did you know when to lower your boundaries for the right person. Vulnerability requires courage. Vulnerability requires courage because it makes you feel exposed and because it always involves some level of emotional risk. If you show someone how you really feel, that person may reject you or disappoint you. On the other hand, That person might open up to you and you might get closer. Letting yourself be vulnerable is a gamble in which you risk your sense of self-confidence and self-esteem to take chance of finding greater intimacy with a friend, family member, or romantic interest. You know, there's an old saying, I'm going off script for a second, and it says that it's better to have loved and have lost than to never have loved at all. And in order to really love, it is a requirement to be vulnerable, to get intimate. And intimacy means in to me see. Have you ever heard that before? I love that. When I heard that the first time, I thought, oh, that is so great. I love that. Intimacy, into me see. Are you letting some, the safe people, see you? I apologize for being a little sniffly today, but... This is so close to home, and I am living what I'm talking about right now. I am being vulnerable with you. And not everybody listening is my friend. Not everybody listening is somebody that I would trust. And yet I'm putting myself out there. I'm doing it because I'm trusting my Heavenly Father. And my responsibility on this radio show is to encourage and inspire And sometimes we need to lead by example, not by our words, but by our actions. So what I'm doing is I'm allowing myself to really get down and feel. Because I'm hurting. I'm hurting for me, but I'm also hurting for all those out there that are hurting. It's just such a hard time. See, there was a shooting at Borderline. And Borderline is in my backyard. And Borderline is a place that I've been frequenting for I can't even tell you how many years. Well, since the year 2000, I can tell you. Since 2000, I've been going to this place, and it's a place of safety and and friends and community. It's where people gather and enjoy relationships in life. So to have something like this happen, And to know some of the people that are not with us anymore is very painful. And it makes us just realize just how vulnerable our lives are. And it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And I've had two people on my show that have suffered with PTSD. And I feel for people that have experienced what we send our our people to war to fight for our freedoms and they come back not the same and they're suffering and they have no place to go and they don't have the help they need i'm not excusing i'm just saying that they have they have needs too and they are people too and it's just hard to sit back and experience these things and not take it in and be vulnerable. So um, for all those that have been affected by the fires, the tremendous fires and loss of homes and all those memories, and it's just stuff, right? The house is just stuff. But life is not just stuff. And the Malibu Zoo where they left the the animals there to burn. I'm just, I'm amazed at that. And those are animals, not in the same category, in my opinion, as people, but they're animals, and I love animals. And nobody, it's inhumane, it's, it's just not okay. You have to have a certain level of inner strength before you can take a chance like this. You also have to use your judgment because not everyone can be trusted. Learning how to tell the difference is a strength. Strength to lend. When you close yourself off to potentially painful emotions, you can lose the ability to give love to others when they need your help. You may not be easily hurt, but you also won't be able to feel tenderness or compassion for others very easily. If someone you care about is suffering and you want to help him, you need to be able to open up to lend him some strength. The key to being both vulnerable and strong is to accept pain as a normal part of life rather than something to be avoided by any means necessary. If you can accept both your own pain and the pain of others, you'll have true inner strength. When we come back, I'm going to go into seven influential verses for when we are weak. So if you're feeling weak right now, I want you to stay tuned to the second half of the Sue Freeze show. Go to suefreeze.com. Check it out. We'll be back right after this brief break. Bugs have one instinct, survival, and the coolness of your home draws them in, unless E. coli guards your home. Hi, this is Sue Fries, the termite lady, owner of E. termite and pest control services. And yes, this is her son, Tyson. This hot weather is driving bugs and perhaps rodents yuck, into your home, but we can drive them back out our family-friendly pest control method, eliminating insects and rodents without causing harm to your family and pets. And right now, we're offering a free pestiment to keep the bugs where they belong, outside and far away from your home. Just call us at 877-332-BUGS. We know how to find pests and end their survival. Call us today for a free pestament. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Bugs hate that we make our service so effective. Call 877-332-BUGS. E. Powerful termite and pest control. As, as gentle, gentle as, as a, a butterfly. butterfly.
0: about the awesome electro gun treatments. It sends electricity through the wood, and you use it as part of your termite control services?
2: They're very effective. So if you are concerned with your health and are sensitive to chemicals, know that we have an array of options for termite control.
0: Don't sacrifice your health or the health of your home. Call E. termite pest control services now. 800-332-BUGS. 800-332-BUGS or termitelady.com.
2: E. cola, powerful termite and pest control. As
0: gentle as a butterfly.
1: You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze.
2: Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Management Services, for sponsoring this show. My nose a little clogged up. Sorry about that. Sound a little nasal. Um, Anyway, so Learning to Breathe is a book that I wrote, and uh, if you want a copy, just go to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. I'll sign it and... uh, It's a book that I wrote when I shattered my leg in 2011, and for those that don't know already, um, I didn't know if I was going to be able to walk, and I'm a professional, competitive dancer. Uh, I love to do all sports activities. I'm very athletic, and, you know, my legs are, like, really important, and to not be able to walk, I told the surgeon, you know, uh, you don't understand. You know, I need to do more than just walk. Even though I'm my age, I, it doesn't matter. I'm I'm very healthy and I'm very athletic. So anyway, long story short is I had a recovery time of about six months, wheelchair, crutches, moving on down the line. And I had to learn how to walk all over. And the story there is I didn't like the way I used to walk. I didn't. I didn't like it. So I took this opportunity to change the way I walked. And now I strut. And it's a good strut. And it's a walk that I like. And, uh, you know, it's like making lemonade out of a lemon. Um, that's what I did. And God was so merciful, and the surgeons were wonderful, and I am dancing. I'm doing most of the things that I did before with caution. Um, I don't take risks if I don't need to, but, you know, I I weigh the cost. And in anything in life, we need to count the cost. We need to weigh the cost, don't we? We we need to be um, evaluating what we're doing, why we're doing, and is it really that important? And in this day and age, this timing right now, Even more so. Uh, My daughter is getting married. She's getting married next month. And it's an exciting time, an emotional time, and a time when true colors come out and, uh, you know, things just come to a head. And it's just interesting how things are playing out. And um, when, when you have decisions to make and you have a decision to take the high road, I always think it's the best thing to do is to take the high road. And, and, you know, in scripture, it says to do that, you know, if somebody causes you harm, or if somebody, you're called to, you know, turn the other cheek when someone does an offense has an offense against you. And, you know, you're just called to pray for your enemies and, and all these things. So whether it's in business or in personal life, we're called to do that. And I think that's a good, healthy thing to do. But you know what? It it comes with a cost. But also, it's just, it's something we're supposed to do. But it's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do, but we're called to do it. So we just live on that. We just have to stand on that. Um, Seven influential verses for when we are weak. Becoming weak or vulnerable is something we can experience daily. And some days it may even feel like hourly. When we realize we are not created to take on life's difficulties alone, we will then recognize the power of each weakness. For when we are weak, then we are strong. Sometimes I feel that. I had to think about that for a second because sometimes I feel that I have to be reminded that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I have to remind myself of that. Do you? Do you have to remind yourself of that? What I find so fascinating and in a way so beautiful about being weak is how we allow ourselves to remove our walls. Our walls are what contain what we do not want others to see, our flaws, sins, failures, lies and personal struggles. Often when we allow this to happen, we find strengths we didn't realize we had and faith stronger than we knew. Jesus said to Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. When we come across an insult or a hardship, we can find ourselves feeling so weak we are almost defeated. But as Paul shared in his letter to the church, we are meant to be weak and take on many difficulties. We will always come across times of weakness, and so it is the way we perceive weakness as our main struggle. When we recognized and then accepted our frailties, we then exchange our weak moments for God's grace, through which we gain the strength of our Lord and Savior. So we indeed become strongest at our weakest because of God's grace. And grace, the acronym is God's riches at Christ's expense. First time I learned that, I love that too, and I'll never forget that. The following seven verses I have found to be uplifting and influential when I find myself weakened in this unkind world. Joshua 1, 8, 9. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I have to put that in my memorization scriptures. i got to have that one. Often when we find ourselves in a weak and broken state, it is because we are trying to do too much on our own strength and in our own way. Okay, I'm hearing you. I hear that. That is true. This scripture shows us that if we meditate on God's word so that we can learn to do things the way God intends us to, then we will be prosperous and successful. Now, That same person I mentioned earlier that had to write me three separate emails, that's another thing. It's not everybody wants to be prosperous. Not everybody wants to be successful. Okay, I don't know that world. That world is not where I am. And the reason that is, and I'm just going to explain myself, not that I need to, but I'm going to, is that I feel that when we are prosperous and we are successful, that gives us the means to help more people financially, support more people Um, So the more I do or the more I can accomplish, the more I can give, the more I can do. So I don't think it's a bad thing. And I'm not going to look down on myself because I desire to be that um, because that's innate in me. I'm a driven person, and that is me. And, um, you know, we're called – each one of us has a specific purpose, and we were created in his image, and we have something that God wants us to do. So for me – I I believe I know what God wants me to do, and that could change, and it's a journey. And, uh, you know, I always say that every single situation that goes on is preparation for the next assignment, because sometimes we have uh, an assignment that builds on one assignment to the other and to another. And so um, as I move forward, and I, I say this not because it's I, but because it could be you too, is that you have to look at circumstances as a way of growing in his love, his faith, his grace. So that you can become more and do more for him. And I think that's a good thing. I mean, I, I, I can't change that thought process or that belief in me because that's the way I believe. Is that I think it's good. It's all good and it's for God. This scripture shows us that we meditate on God's words so that we can learn to do things the way God intends us to. Then we will be prosperous and successful. See? That's it. To make sure we stay in step with the Spirit, we need to make sure we are constantly renewing our minds with God's Word. A powerful way to do this is to memorize scriptures. Second Isaiah thirty three two Lord, be gracious to us. We long for you. Be our strength every morning, our salvation in time of distress. So when we feel weak, call out to Jesus. This is exactly why Jesus came to us in the first place. He is our Savior, and will be our strength when we are weak. And this is all done through God's grace. The third one's Philippians 4, 12, 13. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And so can you. So can you. That's the word there. Is so can you. We will become weak, whether we seem to be at our highest or lowest points in our lives, so our focus needs to stay consistent. That focus needs to be on Jesus. We know that no high-ranked job or enormous house will bring us true happiness, and these worldly accomplishments sure won't shield us from future weaknesses. So we need to put our trust and worries into the hands of the one who will provide the strength when we are weak, and that is Jesus Christ. Number four, 2 Timothy 1, seven. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Through Christ, each one of us has received the gift of the Holy Spirit. This amazing gift God has given us is a guide that we should be filling up on daily. When we fill up on God's spirit, we allow our weaknesses to subside and make room for the power of his spirit. The same power as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Number five, Psalm seventy three twenty six. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For those who are in Christ and for those who are not, we all put our hope into people, jobs, ourselves, and things that will eventually fail us. We should place our trust and hope in Jesus alone, because he will never fail. This can be difficult to do, but we will soon learn that we will be let down time and time again without our hope being set in the right place. And through this hope, we will find great strength from now until eternity. Where is your hope? Where is your hope? Number six, Romans 3, 24. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. It is not just you who fall short. We all do. We all do. We need to recognize our mistakes and always keep in mind that God has given us grace through His Son, Jesus Christ. Yet it doesn't mean we just continue our bad habits because He has forgiven us. It means... We should show our love and gratefulness for God by correcting them. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show. Thank you so much for joining in. And I would like to connect with you. So go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word dot com. There are many things available to you there. One thing that I really would love it if you would uh, tune into is to go to the tile that says I am the I am that are for free you can print them and read them every day and you know you get transformed by the renewing of your mind that's what it says in Romans is and so how do you do that and you are the summation of what you do every day did you know that the habits that you create every day is what creates who you are what you are and where you are and so you can change those things There's things you can do to change your situation. And I would like it very much if you would do that. And connect with me. Please just do that. Just connect with me. There's also, if you're in need of money and you want to work from home, I have a business page. It's business opportunities. And I'm putting it out there because it's products that I believe in, that I use. And uh, there's availability as an opportunity for you. If you want to make extra money, you can use the products, buy them at a discount, which is what I do. And if you want to join in and and share these items or these things with other people, uh, there's a way for you to to make more money to buy those products or to do something else with them. But a lot of times people need just a little added income. And these are ways that you could do that. And I want to share those things with you. And they're items that I've been using for a long time and believe in. So with that being said, when we feel like we have failed God, we need to remember that he has allowed us redemption. That promise of redemption has been fulfilled through the suffering on the cross and we now are able to be in the presence of the Holy Spirit and have an everlasting relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you have that? Do you have a relationship with our Heavenly Father? If not, are you ready? Do you want to? Do you know how? It's very simple. You just look up. You ask the Lord in your heart. You ask them to forgive you and that you want to receive him and that you have to believe that he died on the cross and rose again on the third day and that you will be clean and white as snow and forgiven but you have to ask him he's not going to pull you out he's not going to reach down and grab you he's waiting for you and he's waiting for you patiently but desiring your relationship so there's no time better than right now we don't have a promise of the next minute we don't have the promise of the next day so why not why not now Why not receive him right now? Ask him into your heart. Number seven, Psalm 121. I call on the Lord in my distress and he answers me. I have to tell you that sometimes I call out and I don't hear him or feel him answer me right away. I don't. Don't be worried about that if that's happened to you. Um, He has his own timing. And his timing is perfect. And his will is perfect. And sometimes we have to wait. And I have to tell you, being a driven person and uh, the way I am, is the waiting is probably the most difficult thing for me. I don't know if you can relate, but for me, the waiting is difficult. So often when we feel weak, we also feel alone. Anytime I am in need of help and guidance, I take time to pray. Your prayers may not be immediately answered, see, but they are immediately heard. Put all your trust in the Lord and you will see mountains move. Faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. That's what it says in scripture. You don't have to be in church to pray or in the midst of reading your Bible. Just simply walk into a quiet area and close your eyes. And the reason you're closing your eyes is to just avoid distraction, light, anything. You close your eyes and you can just feel quiet peace. And that's where he lives. He lives in the quiet and the peace and the still. So cause yourself to get into that quiet, peaceful, still place and just have a conversation with him. It's one-on-one. It's just you and him. And it's a beautiful thing. So try this week to look at each obstacle, hardship, or insult that comes your way in a different light. See them in God's light. If we are able to view our weakness in this manner, then we are able to see God's strength that much more, so we are able to continually combat off moments of weakness for moments of power. I don't know about you, but I really needed this. And you know what? I'm going to push replay, and I'm going to listen to this. Over and over and over again. And I'm not sorry for being vulnerable and emotional because it's real. And when I ask people about the Sue Freeze show, most of the time what I get is, I like how real you are. I like that you're real. And I don't know any other way to be but real. Because for many, many years, and maybe you can relate, I would look at myself in the mirror during my marriage trials and tribulations and just feeling like I did not have my act together. And I would look in the mirror and I would literally would say, it's showtime, folks. And I would smile in the mirror and I would put on that smile as a mask and I would pretend everything was great at home. And it wasn't great at home. On the outside, I looked like I had it all. I had it all and I had it all together. I was hurting and I was in pain. And I know there's a lot of other women and men out there that are doing the same thing. And I have to tell you that as long as you put on that facade and you don't find a safe place and find a trustworthy person that you can be real with, it's a lonely place. The song that played over and over in my head in my marriage with my two children was alone again naturally I felt so alone even when I had so much on the outside that looked so wonderful I felt so alone and I'm not telling you that for you to feel sorry for me because I don't need that and I don't want that it's an eye-opening of vulnerability of being available To others. Because in our mask and our acting like we've got it all together, not only are we not letting people in, we're not allowing other people to express their place of pain or place of vulnerability. Because if we've got it all together and we've got our wall so high, there's no room. There's no room for people to feel like they can be vulnerable with you. And that's not what I want. It's not what I want in my life. You know, my my desire, and I'm hoping yours is too, and it depends on where you are, because see, if you don't understand this and you're wearing that mask, you're on one side of this coin or this this place where to get the healing you need, You need to go through process. You need to go through the journey to be real. You need to shed this mask, this costume. You need to shed it and forgive and to be forgiven so that you can really live a life of complete love, acceptance, vulnerability, intimacy. It's a process, though. It's not something that you just shed. You can just take off like you take off your clothes in the evening, you know, to take off your clothes and put on your pajamas. It's not like that. It takes time. And it's kind of, in my opinion, the the way I look at it from when I was going through this process that took time. And look at, God's not done with me yet. So I'm still going through process. Totally. But it's like an onion. And an onion has different layers, right? And you're peeling this onion back one layer at a time. And every layer is painful. And every layer exposes a new vulnerability until you get to the center of the real you. So I'm not saying you're an onion. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that if you have these layers, which we all do, is that peeling those onion, pulling those layers down in your relationship, in your marriage. There's people listening right now. Maybe it's you. And you want your marriage to work so bad. You want your marriage. I wanted my marriage to work so bad. And I stayed and stayed and stayed and tried to make it work and tried to make it work and prayed and prayed and prayed. But if that's you, what I can say is reach up, reach out, you know, ask the Lord to reveal to you, you. Work on you because you cannot change another person. You can only change you. So look at the person in the mirror and work on that person. And whether you stay or go, which is something that I had in my mind, is that whether I stay or go, I'm taking me with me. So better work on me now and get me straight and get me situated and peel back that onion one layer at a time so that the real me can come out and be me, vulnerable, transparent, real. And maybe that's you. So my advice is uh, to do that. And the vulnerability can be a strength. Be honest, be honest with yourself. Be honest with those that you love. And, you know, whether they stay or whether they go, your honesty and your transparency is a must. Obviously, you have to be sensitive. Of course, we all have to be sensitive. So I have a minute left, so I'm going to read this because this is really important to me. Jesus calling and joining peace in his presence. I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The one who walks beside you, holding you by your hand, is the same one who lives within you, This is a deep, unfathomable mystery. You and I are intertwined in an intimacy involving every fiber of your being. The light of my presence shines within you as well as upon you. I am in you, and you are in me. Therefore, nothing in heaven or on earth can separate you from me. As you sit quietly in my presence, your awareness of my life within you is heightened. This produces the joy of the Lord, which is your strength, I the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in me so that you may bubble over with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you until next week.
0: Bye-bye. Ah,
1: it's a time of the year when, Bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home. Your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters. Even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E.C.O.L.A. Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects.